Hello, everyone. Amelia Taylor-Hockberg, Archonnex Editorial Manager here. The interview you're about to hear was recorded as part of Archonnex's first-ever live podcasting event series, Next Up, held at Giant Jai Gallery in Los Angeles's Chinatown. As we ease into Season 2 of our podcast, we'll be releasing over four hours of interviews and discussions from Next Up. Stay tuned to hear more about an exciting change to our shows this season and enjoy this interview from Next Up. All right, so for our next interview, we have Sarah Lorenzen, who, aside from being the resident director of the Neutra VDL House, um, which we were lucky enough to hold a previous party with as a venue, she's also the, the chair of the architecture department at Cal Poly Pomona and the co-founder of Plasmatic Concepts, a multimedia design studio. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. So you do a lot at the VDL, not only aside from living there, you are its caretaker, you host and curate art events there. Um, I was hoping you could talk about your relationship to the house, um, how it's grown over the years staying there, and how you relate it to your own sense of architectural history. And please feel free to take that broad question in any direction you like. (laughs) That is a, a large question. So, yeah, so I've been there since 2007, so that's a very long time. Initially, the my relationship with the house was really one just of resident and then working on the restoration of the house. And it wasn't until a Mexican artist came in 2010 and suggested that we do an art installation there that we began to think about it as you know, other types of opportunities. Uh, so we've had, we have a artist in residence and all kinds of cultural programs. The house is, I don't really like the term house museum because it's not about, it's not just about the retelling of the history of the house uh, through tours and things like that. It's really about finding ways to use the house to educate the students and the public and that uh, about architecture, about culture, about the changing landscape of how we understand architecture as a cultural construct. And uh, so the the primary mission of the house has been one that's educational. That actually allows us to, to do a lot of different types of things instead of thinking of it as a single vehicle for you know, the life and of Richard Neutra, but really thinking about it more broadly is how can we use this to, to talk about architecture and art and culture more broadly. So when the average person off the street wanders into the house, I presume they have this idea of, I can't touch anything, this is completely hermetically sealed, and this is only for conveying the, the history of the architect. I remember you speaking earlier about people wandering into the house when an exhibition was on, unrelated to Neutra, and presuming that everything in the exhibition somehow was also his, even though the cognitive dissonance between those two things was extremely strong. There was clearly no direction or no connection between the two of them. So I was wondering how, when you're uh, curating a project to go into the house, I believe the Competing Utopias was one of those, could you talk about how you approached the house as a kind of exhibitionary space? Yes. Yeah, so, so the goal of the house is really to, the only kinds of exhibitions that we have in the house are those that are, are somehow connected to, to either the architect, the house, or the question that are, are fully combined with the house. So we don't actually do exhibitions in the traditional sense. They're all in situ installations that are in dialogue with the house. The Competing Utopias exhibit was we did that project with the Vende Museum, and the idea there was to really use the house as a representation of modern utopian ideals and to contrast those with the 
Eastern utopian ideals from, from the collection from the Vendi, which are primarily uh, from East Germany, but also from the East Soviet bloc. And, and then to sort of juxtapose these two utopian conditions uh, in the house. And did your understanding of the house change after doing that process? Uh, well, I think the... Yeah, I mean, the house is a, there isn't a fixed idea for the house. There's, there's not a fixed history for the house. The, as, as with any piece of architectural, it is, it's a constantly evolving the way that we understand a a piece of architecture changes depending on the moment that you're in or what your education is or what you understand about it. So likewise, the house doesn't have a, a kind of fixed meaning. And what's really interesting about having exhibitions in the house is that that, that, that brings to light the fact that, that the meaning, architectural meaning is constructed and that you can change that meaning depending on either a narrative or an intervention or some way of, of, uh, changing the way that people experience a house or the way that they view the house. So almost every opportunity for some type of installation is a different reading of architectural history. Would you be comfortable with phrasing it like that? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think sometimes that gets in the way of what the public wants to see. I mean, one of the problems, and we had a, a, a conference about this last year, about doing these kinds of installations in historic houses is that the public generally wants to have a singular idea about or a singular narrative about the house. And the narrative that most people want to have is is the kind of period room where you walk in and there's somebody retelling the story of who lived there and how they lived. And of course, houses are in constant flux. Even your own house is in constant flux. There is no fixed narrative for a particular building. And so sometimes these installations really irritate people who come to see the house because they see these things which are get in the way of that, of that narrative that they, that, that they had pre-imagined. Because also they're, they're coming to the house on architectural pilgrimages and they already have an idea about the house because they've seen the house through images. And then they're, what they want is a reenactment of the idea that they already had of the house. So often, and I, I get a lot of pleasure in, in sort of interrupting and changing that uh, narrative and getting people to question question how how why they have that narrative and and whether or not uh, any narrative is ever fixed or any kind of and that or if any meaning that meaning is ever fixed. So I imagine that that mindset factors largely into your teaching and educational work. That you're, when you're working with students and people who are passionate but new, perhaps new to architecture, that you're insistent or you're encouraging of them to have multiple ideas about a space and how it might change over time and how their relationship to the history of a place can be also in flux. How would you describe um, in your relationship with students um, the things that they're most concerned about? What are their like most worried and most desired things? Um, so... As an educator, I mean, I think some of the concerns that I have are, are similar, which is to teach students that architectural is a, a cultural construct and everything about it has been constructed from the rules, the regulations, the, the tectonics, the, the way that we build and that it's constantly evolving and changing and that they need to understand 
Uh, so we have a very professional, we're a, a Bachelor of Architecture, first professional degree, and a Master of Architecture, first professional degree. And we really emphasize sort of the idea of this as a professional degree. And by that, I don't mean it sort of as a retrograde, uh, you know, to be in service of practice, but to really understand where the conventions of architecture stem from and how they've been constructed. And in some ways, by understanding that, the goal is that people start to, that students start to question where these things come from and hopefully in some ways can start to affect change. So, But do they come in maybe with the same mindset that the random person off the street going into the VDL might have, where they think, I think I know what this thing means and that's why I'm here because I so love what it means. And then having that idea kind of jumbled or com or challenged or confused in the course of their education. Do you, do you see any kind of comparison between those two groups as to how they're being educated yeah, I think about that architecture? There is, I mean, the same thing. And I would say every educator here probably has that same experience John teaches in first year. I mean, part of it is a, a sort of re-education process in the beginning, which is, right, what is your idea about architecture? What, what do you have? What do you come to it? What kind of presumptions do you have about what it, what the meaning is, how, how, what architecture is? And then part of it is to, to sort of layer, to get people to, un to understand what those biases, what those internal biases are, and then how to sort of layer on new information and then to get them to question what they think architecture is by showing them other examples and also by showing that it's mutable, that it's, that it's in constant flux. And that helps them to, hopefully that helps if you sort of show somebody how something has been made and how something has changed and evolved and where there is a possibility of also getting them to see that it could go somewhere very different from where we are currently. And so as these students are finishing their education and moving out towards the world, do you feel that you can speak as generally as possible just around the basic generation, but do you feel that the idea of architecture as a cultural creator is still being progressed within this new generation of students, a new generation of architects, or is it moving in some other direction? Um, well, hopefully people, hopefully students that graduate feel that they're empowered to 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 participate in the creation of culture as, I mean, that is one of the primary purposes of architecture as much as anything else, as much as shelter and all these other uh, kind of more pragmatic concerns. It's, it's the issue of what does architecture mean? How does it represent that meaning? Where does that meaning come from? How do you affect it? How do you start to relate to the many, many you know, as culture changes and as it becomes more uh, more diverse and more eclectic and more diversified and uh, sort of expansive and democratic, that that the individual voices of students can start to sort of pick up on that and say, okay, there is you know there there isn't a common narrative anymore, and there hasn't been you know since at least probably there never was, but there was a kind of idea that there was a a common goal in architecture, and certainly that doesn't exist anymore. And I think that that hopefully students can find ways to to shape and reflect the culture that they come from. And that also comes from the increased diversity of the student body that is now 
uh, participating in, in the construction of architecture. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks so much.